Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Dad, you know, I did this and I bet on that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> or they just get over the state line. I've talked to some people where they're like, oh, yeah, I have a gas station that I drive over and I get the there. The Blues, the Cardinals, got the Chiefs, we got the Royals, we got the Kansas City Current, St. Louis City. All of them have traveled to Jefferson City to testify in support of when this. When you're making a bet on it, you have interest in the game. It just kind of gives you a little bit more buy-in. College football's finally arrived, and the NFL season kicks off next week. That's a big deal for sports and sports gambling. And while folks in Missouri can bet they'll be getting excitement from their favorite teams, they can't legally bet on them without crossing state lines. In fact, seven out of eight of our neighboring states, with Oklahoma as the exception, allow sports betting in a casino or through a mobile app. So Missouri lawmakers are getting ready for a three-peat, trying, that is, for the third consecutive year to legalize sports gambling. And STLPR State House and Politics reporter Sarah Kellogg joins us now to give us the need-to-knows about what's been proposed, past and present, and what the odds are for sports gambling legalization in Missouri. Sarah, it's so good to talk with you today. Yeah, good afternoon, Elaine. Good to talk to you. So there's a lot of legislative action happening around gambling. Um, But first, Sarah, let's clarify what sports gambling means in this context. It's not just, you know, March Madness pools between friends or colleagues, right? You know, it goes beyond that for sure. You know, this is something like going to a casino or maybe pulling up an app like FanDuel or DraftKings, I think are some good examples and betting on, you know, an aspect of professional sports, which is, you know, maybe I'll bet $5 that I think the Cardinals are going to win. Or as you said, you know, collegiate football starts, Mizzou plays South Dakota tomorrow. Maybe I'll place a bet, you know, if I wanted to, if I could, that, you know, Mizzou would win in their first game. So it's kind of stuff like that. So it's beyond just bets between friends. It's with, you know, actual, you know, apps and organizations that basically this is their business. And so that is kind of what we mean by sports betting. Okay. And to just drive the point further, make it really clear. So next week, the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's a Missouri team. That's something that uh, it's a reminder for me as a transplant who had to learn that after moving to the state. The KC Chiefs are playing uh, the Detroit Lions to open this NFL season. So under the existing law, Sarah, what is it that someone can do in Kansas that someone cannot do here in Missouri? I mean, they could place a bet that Patrick Mahone's, you know, his first pass will be for a touchdown. I mean, they can place bets on sports. They can bet that the Chiefs will win. They can say by how much. There's a lot of freedom that they have. And that's just something people in Missouri cannot do. So it's not even just Kansas. It's also, you know, like you said, Illinois, you know, is another one. You can bet on sports in Illinois. You could pretty much anywhere else. So those are some things that Missourians just can't do just because of where they are in the state. Mm -hmm. And you've had a chance to talk with a number of sports fans about gambling. What did they tell you, Sarah? 
Yeah, I've heard from quite a bit of people. I put out a call on Twitter and as did others at the station to kind of get in touch with people who like to bet on sports. And I'm first and foremost, I'm hearing just a lot of frustration that this cannot get done. And with the people I've talked with, you know, it's not uncommon for them, you know, if they live in the St. Louis area or the Kansas City area, you know, Missouri's pretty unique in that our big metropolitan areas are on the borders of other states. They get in their car and they drive to Illinois or they drive to Kansas and they place bets either, you know, in person at casinos, you know, like Fairmont Park or Argosy or the Casino Queen, just to use Illinois examples, or they just get over the state line. I've talked to some people where like, oh yeah, I have a gas station that I drive over and I get there and I see other cars with people, you know, on their phones. It's not, you know, for sure that's what they're doing, but it uh-huh. could be, you know, and that was the main reason I asked people. It's like, that was the main question I had was I want to talk to people who drive over there. Yeah. And it wasn't even just about that experience. I also wanted to talk about why people enjoy sports betting other than the obvious, you know, winning money part. And mm-hmm. one of the people I talked to was Brett Koenig and he's actually so vested in this that he's created the organization Let Mo Play to push for sports betting, kind of like legislative updates on it. And one of the reasons why he says he likes sports betting is the analysis and data behind it. And I think we have a clip of him. Yeah. I'm a big data person i uh, always have been and i remember being a kid playing fantasy football and you know having all of the statistics and you know ranking the players and everything and it's just something that my mind really enjoys um so for me personally like analyzing all that data and being able to you know, come up with not necessarily the correct answer but the most profitable answer uh, or the potentially most profitable answer is it's a, it's a fun thing to do Sarah, is that something that you've heard from others too, you know, that gambling, analyzing numbers and making predictions, that that in itself is fun? Yeah, I have heard that from others. I think that's something that for many people that actually puts sports betting a little different. So, you know, if you're playing, if you go to the casino and you play a slot machine and you, you know, pull the lever and you see what you get, you know, that's not an outcome that you in theory can control. Well, you know, I'll use an example, like if I want to bet that Nolan Arenado is going to get a hit, well, he's a good hitter he's a good baseball player and the odds of him getting a hit you know you look at maybe if he's on a hot streak or not I can control that a little bit more than just kind of a game of chance so I think that that's a lot of appeal for people like if they do their homework or if they know their information like they're probably more likely to succeed so I think that's something that's super interesting for people mm-hmm. and it wasn't even just that's not even you know it's only one part of it it wasn't even just that experience I've also talked to others about that uh, another interesting aspect of sports betting, I think that uh, is appealing to people was the fact that maybe they're getting more interested in sports that they wouldn't otherwise. So I talked to Jim Janes. He's from Columbia, Missouri, but now lives in Kansas City area. He's someone who drives over and makes bets. Uh, And he says, you know, something he gains out of it is a more vested interest in teams that he might not already be a fan of. And I think we have a clip of him, too. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm wearing a St. Louis Cardinals shirt. I got a big uh, Kansas City Chiefs banner hanging in our house. Uh, Big St. Louis Blues fan, huge Mizzou Tiger fan. And so those 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 teams, I'm always going to support. I'm always going to want to watch them. I'm always going to you know seek their games or seek their 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 games out on TV or go to their games when I can. But for those other teams that I don't necessarily have fandom in, when you're making a bet on it, you have interest in the game. It just kind of gives you a little bit more buy-in, and I guess that reward comes if yeah, sure you hit on a bet. That's part of the reward. But in general, I think part of the reward is just knowing from the outset of the game that I'm vested, not necessarily invested, but like I have put my money in one way or another into this game. And so therefore, I have more concern. I have more um, interest in the outcome. So engagement. Okay, keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Engage. 
Um, engagement's a huge part of it, I think. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, for I think another example was another person from Kansas City saying, you know, Kansas City doesn't have a hockey team. So I'm not a big hockey fan in general. But yeah, if I put $10 on the fact that we'll use the Blues, you know, because St. Louis, but if the Blues will win, then yeah, I want to watch that game. I want to get information from it. I want to I want to see the outcome. And so I think that engagement is a huge thing of maybe things that you wouldn't normally watch. And, and maybe that's a way to you know, get engagement. I think that's something that the sports are interested in too. Yeah. And speaking of engagement, I'd like to invite you to this conversation. Do you take part in sports gambling? Tell us why. And if you're not a sports gambling fan, we want to hear your view on whether it should remain illegal in Missouri. Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpr.org. So, Sarah, I think what you've called uh, what has happened around sports gambling legislation is a a stalemate. And there are two men standing on either side um, and also from the same area. Let's start with Republican House Representative Dan Hawks. Hooks. Hawks? Hawks. Hawks from (laughs) Warrensburg, who has twice unsuccessfully sponsored bills to legalize sports betting. Now, what reasons do supporters give for legalizing sports gambling? You know, I've talked to Representative Hawks for this for the story I did, obviously. And he says, you know, it's something that he's just hearing a lot that supporters want, that 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 his constituents want, that people want in Missouri. And the fact that it's also, you know, not unprecedented. We're surrounded, almost completely surrounded by states that have done it. And it's something that, you know, it will gain. And I know I think we'll talk about this later, but, you know, it will bring money to the state. I think that's another reason. But I think mainly just people want it. <laughs> people want to be able to make a $5 bet or, you know, 10 15 whatever, you know, bet on a team that they like. Or, you know, me personally, I'm a big Lars Newbar girl, would love to bet $5 that he's going to hit a home run if I go to the stadium. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just something that he knows his constituents want, especially kind of in larger metropolitan areas. Um, but I think that it's that's kind of his reasoning for the most part. And who would it be um, that would be allowed to gamble under his proposals? Yes, it would be anybody who is 21 or older. So if you're younger than that, you wouldn't be able to, but that is the demographic that would be allowed to bet. Mm-hmm. And where the gambling could take place? Yeah, so that is um, interesting. So there are some states that actually have like online sports book or some that only have like in person, like you have to go to a casino that has like a sports book. Under Hawks' proposal, you would be able to like go to Ameristar Casino in St. Charles, you'd be able to place a bet if they had like a designated sports book area, or you would be able to... Um, but bet online. So you would be able to bet online, including mobile apps like DraftKings, FanDuel. So those are so you're a little more expanded, but it would be no other place physically. So like you couldn't make a bet at a gas station. It would have to be at one of the casinos. Mm-hmm. And are there any other restrictions that have been part of the the proposals? Um, I think it's mainly just like the rest. Oh, well, uh, one of the main ones is also kind of what you can bet on. So you would be able to bet on pro sports and collegiate sports. But when it comes to collegiate level, it would only be able to be on like teams itself. Like you couldn't make a bet on an individual player. Mm. You can do that in professional. So again, I mentioned like my new bar example or like Nolan Arenado, like you'd be able to bet on them. But like as far as Mizzou, like if there was a particular football player, Luther Burton, that's he's kind of one of the big stars. I'm a Mizzou grad. Like I, you know, I know this, but like if you wanted to say like, oh, he's going to do have a really good game. You could not bet on that. That is not a lay, that would not be allowed um, under the Missouri proposed law. Okay. Now, Sarah, a lot of modern sports betting, it isn't happening in casinos, and you've been talking about that too, but through mobile apps. And what is stopping Missourians now from just getting on their phone 
and placing a few bets, like, what is it? Can't they just, yeah. It's it's kind of geolocated. You know, there's lots of examples of the people I talk to where they'll look at their phone and they'll be on the Missouri side and they'll try to place a bet and they're like, you can't do that, but they'll drive over to Illinois. It'll realize where the phone's location was and it'll unlock. Now that is, so it's pretty much through like geolocating is kind of the biggest thing. So like the apps just won't let them do it depending on where they are. And then what about using a, an online service like a VPN? You know, I think in some cases, I think I've heard of that working other cases I haven't. There's also just the idea of using illegal sites. You know, you don't you know, there are there are other sites that do it that aren't official. But, you know, there's a risk with that because because it isn't regulated and and legal. Well, then who who says they have to give you your money when you place a bet? You know, so there's a lot of risk involved with also doing it through maybe unverified sites that aren't regulated through state law. Mm -hmm. And I believe the Missouri Independent reported back in January that during the Super Bowl, a web service used by these gambling sites called GeoComply, defeated 82,000 attempts by Missourians to access sports gambling sites. And that there were 5.7 million attempts between December and September. So clearly there's some demand there already. And how does that impact what happens with this bill effort going forward? You know, I think that's a good question. The demand's there. I think it's proven. It's just whether or not it can get back through legislative hurdles. There's lots of things that are popular that haven't gotten through the Missouri legislature. So I think it does help the case to do it, that there is its demand. I know you mentioned the Super Bowl. There was also, I know it was the the championship with the Chiefs before they went to the Super Bowl, like thousands upon thousands of attempts made in the parking lot of Arrowhead. You know, there is demand there, but I just, I don't know how much it'll really make a difference when it comes to the legislature. Mm Mm-hmm. So speaking of hurdles, uh, we've been talking about this bill or bills from Republican House Representative Dan Houks, but the legislation was defeated last year and it was defeated this year. And both times things really fell apart in the Senate. Talk to us about what happened in the Senate, Sarah, and introduce us to the other key figure here that is Republican State Senator Denny Hoskins from Warrensburg. Yeah. And I also want to say, you know, Dan House, this has definitely been his bill over in the House. And I will say there also has been attempts on the Senate to get this done, too, from Senate bills. Senator uh, Tony Luptemeyer was the one that had it last year, but definitely House is the one that's been pushing it through the House. But, you know, both the bills, the one that was introduced in the Senate and the one that made it from the House have died in the Senate, mainly because, as you mentioned, Senator Denny Hoskins. And the main situation that he wants is he does, he has sportsbook bills. He has introduced sportsbook bills. He wants to see that pass, but he also wants to marry it and attach it to uh, basically authorizing and making legal uh, video lottery terminals, video gambling machines. Those are kind of the things that you see um, in gas stations that are kind of like slot machines and gas stations. That's the kind of thing that he wants to also attach to this bill. So it's not that he doesn't want sports betting. He does, but he also wants this other issue. Mm -hmm. So those machines now... They're not legal? No, (laughs) they're called gray machines very commonly because there is kind of this weird zone where technically they're not legal, but are people actually going after them, et cetera, et cetera. So there is kind of a weird point and the state isn't really seeing revenue from it. So I think, you know, from Hoskins perspective, that's a way to legalize these, but also to get revenue out of them. Mm -hmm. And how much responsibility, I mean, does Hoskins have or even claim for the demise of these bills two years in a row? You know, I think that's a good question. I think, you know, when I did a lot of my interviews, when I was talking about the impasse, you know, from 
Representative Hawks, uh, other people that we're going to talk about later, even some of the fans who are really interested. Hoskins's name comes up before I can even say it. Like mm. it is pretty known at this point that he is wanting these issues married and that he's not afraid to filibuster a bill or to maneuver it or to stop it from happening so he can get it. So I think he, you know, he's not the only senator. I want to be fair. There are other senators that have been interested in VLT, but right now he's the name that comes up. You know, like I said, I didn't bring their names up all the time. He, you know, he was brought up beforehand. And so I think that he does have a lot of that responsibility, but I will say he's not quite alone. Mm-hmm. And you had a chance to ask Senator Denny Hoskins about his role in stopping the legislation um, and his support for legalizing VLTs, which are those video lot- lottery terminals. And here's what he said. I do get a lot of the blame, and that's fine. That, that doesn't bother me. I, I think what proponents of a sports book only bill uh, fail to realize is I had about five or six senators that have came to me and, and spoke to me face-to-face and said that, hey, unless VLTs gets done, sportsbook will not get done. So in terms of what uh, he's saying there, it, he's saying, you know, we need to legalize both or nothing at all. So from what you've seen, Sarah, is he right? And does he have support from other senators? No, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, I know that last year, for example, it was Senator Luke DeMeyer's bill's kind of sports book day in the Senate. And one of the amendments brought up that would authorize VLT was not brought up by Hoskins, but actually Senator Nick Schroer. And I know that Senator, and that's a, Repub- a fellow Republican, but also Democratic Senator Carla May has expressed interest in VLT, saying that, you know, it would help out businesses draw money. So I think he's right in saying there's other senators that are interested in getting it done. I don't know if they're as passionate as him. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would be willing to completely blow up the bill in order to do it. Or maybe they would say, here's my amendment, let's vote on it. Whether or not we take it, we keep going. So I don't know if it's the exact same of like passion about it, but I, you know, he is right. There are other senators that want to see it. Well, we're going to take a very quick break here, but we will be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. Now let's return to our conversation about sports betting, why it's not legal in Missouri, and what prospects are for legalizing it. Sarah, before the break, we were talking about the politicians and what sides they're on. But what about Missouri's gambling industry? How do casinos feel about this issue? Um, they're definitely on the side of Hawks and other senators. I think, you know, I I want to make it clear that I think a lot of the it's kind of a this or that. And I think that it's fair to say that some senators in the legislature and and House people, I don't think they're necessarily against video lottery terminals. I think the big hang up is the issues are married together. So I think that's a lot of like uh, the unhappiness. They don't want to see the issues together. They think they're too separate. Now, the casinos don't want to see VLTs. That is not, it's not that they want the issues separate. It's that they don't want them at all because obviously that's going to take away money from them if it's legal in gas stations. And so that's been definitely their position is not only have they testified against Hoskins' bill that combines the two issues, they're going to 
you know, protest against any future efforts like that or, you know, any of Hoskins or other people's VLT bills. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of their interest. Yes, they are interested in sports betting, but it's only sports betting, not even that the issue is being married. They are just interested in that. Okay. Now, let's talk about revenue, because clearly people would not be talking about this if there weren't some money involved. So if sports gambling is legalized, where would that money go and what would it do? Yeah, so gaming revenue does not go into general funds, but it does go into other state funding. So, you know, there that is where the revenue from sports betting or just gambling in general goes. Now, this is me looking at the fiscal note from the House because, like, this area, my main concern right now is, is it going to pass as far as funding? You know, that's kind of question two. So this is me looking at the fiscal note mm-hmm. um, from the House on just House's bill. So this is just sports betting. It would go to the Gaming Commission Fund. It would go to gaming proceeds for education. So money would go to education. But there's also money that would go to the Compulsive Gamblers Fund. They know the expansion of gambling, you know, would help, would, would basically increase problem gambling, just it would. And so that was, you know, there's money that's dedicated for that as well. Mm-hmm. And the total amount of those combined, according to the fiscal note, this is an estimation by the year 2027, that's about $30 million total. Uh-huh. Now, Hoskins's bill is expected to go, the revenue is going to go to those same places, but with VLT, uh, money's also going to go to the lottery proceeds fund. That's $126 million alone. This again, this is the estimation from, from the state. Um, and that goes towards education, but also about $3 million from to the Veterans Commission Capital Improvement Trust Fund. So that's about a total of $163 million by 2027. That's five times more. So, you know, Hoskins' point is it would bring more money. And he's right on that. You know, analysis says that. But that's kind of where the funding is going. Okay. And before we move away from the point about um, gambling and intervention, obviously, I mean, gambling can be an addiction and cause... Um, some serious consequences. And the, the National Problem Gambling Helpline is 1-800-426-2537. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I um, wanted to make sure that we acknowledge that, even as we're talking about uh, something that many people seemed to uh, seem to want to see happen in, in terms of legalization of sports betting. Now, before the break, we talked about the two lawmakers with different visions for how to legalize gambling, but major sports teams seem fed up with this situation. What are teams talking about, Sarah, and what teams are they, and how have they involved themselves in the legislative process? So the last couple of years, it's been pretty much all of Missouri's now six uh, major professional teams. So we're looking at the Blues, the Cardinals, St. Louis City on the you know east side of the state. On the west side, we got the Chiefs, we got the Royals, we got the Kansas City Current, which is the women's MLS team, um, women's professional soccer team. And all of them have traveled to Jefferson City to testify in support of this. So they all want to see this happen. So there's been just frustration about that. And uh, it just kind of, you know, it seems like every year they kind of get this big coalition and that's that's who's been testifying in support. So pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Actually, not pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so how are these teams throwing their support behind Representative Houks? Um, and he, again, is focused solely on sports betting. Yeah, I think that it is just pretty much putting support behind his bill, testifying it when it comes up committee. It happened also with Senator Luke DeMeyer's bill as organization. Either the presidents themselves or just representatives from the teams come and say, yep, here to offer my support. We'd love to see this. We would think it brings a lot to the teams, et cetera. So that's been just putting a lot of support behind his bill and kind of lobbying for it as well, talking to senators, talking to lawmakers about it. So that's kind of how they've managed to bring in support. Mm-hmm. And in in terms of Hoskins' proposals, I mean, do sports teams approve of trying to combine legalizing sports betting and video gambling machines, or are they they not even thinking about that? They just want to see something happen. 
Yeah, they want the issue bifurcated. They do not want to see these together. They've pretty much testified in the issues being separate because to them, you know, sports betting doesn't sports, you know, pro sports that doesn't have anything to do with VLTs. You know, I think that, you know, there's the the banner idea of gaming and gambling, which they both are. But what they are is, is to the sports teams is very different and they don't want to see they don't have anything against it, I think. But they again, it's really more of the marrying the two issues. That's the problem. OK, now, Sarah, you had a chance to talk with uh, the St. Louis Cardinals president, Bill DeWitt III. And DeWitt has traveled to Jefferson City multiple times to testify in favor of legalizing sports betting. Let's hear what he said. You know, I have a college-age son who's like, Dad, you know, I did this and I bet on that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, okay, well, my friend did it. No, but we, we've joked about it because, like, it's rampant, you know, and but but my point in bringing that up is there's this interest that he and his friends have in stuff about the game that is, um, you know, not what I grew up watching or getting interested in, but it's an activation element, you know. Um, they're also passionate fans, so um, it's something that they talk about, it's something that they do, and they're not going crazy. Maybe they bet 10, 20 bucks a game or something like that once in a while, but... Um, the point is, is for the teams, we think it'll create activation. That was Cardinals president Bill DeWitt III, who, uh, again, whose son did it. Um, <laughs> Sarah, a friend he, of his son. <laughs> right. He sounded a bit shocked to hear that his son or, or that a friend of his is already betting. So, you know, to what extent are these teams actually responding to their fans and what they're doing, regardless of legality? You know, I think that the Cardinals, you know, you build with the third. I think the Cardinals, other organizations know that there is a demand for this. And I think that they know that this is something that would help out their sports. And I know we'll talk about this in a little bit on activation. But I think that it's maybe not it's kind of seeing the popularity of it, but also again, seeing other other teams do it, other sport, you know, other states do it. And thinking not only is it something that they're not only just reacting to demand from fans, but I think they just realize how popular it would be regardless. So I think that's kind of how they're reacting to it. Mm -hmm. And what is activation? How do we interpret that? I think a good synonym for that would be like engagement, uh, greater mm -hmm. engagement, getting more fans involved. You know, if you have, if you're 21 and maybe you've never watched, I'm trying to think, maybe, oh goodness, uh, maybe you just don't watch the World Cup, which I know is, that's a bad analogy, okay. but maybe you're not a World <laughs> Cup fan, but maybe you're like, you know what, I'm going to put money on let's go we'll, we'll use the women's world cup say like you definitely thought spain was going to win yeah and so i'm like i'm gonna bet ten dollars every game in spain well you know what you're probably gonna wake up maybe super early in to watch the game in australia mm -hmm. and you're gonna have a vested interest in that and maybe you'll maybe you'll learn some players that you really like and so for him i think for with the third as well as others it's kind of like getting more people interested in baseball for a different reason than just like enjoying baseball maybe it's not the team that you grew up in but maybe you followed one particular player maybe they were a dodger and now they're you know a twin or something and maybe you're following that and that's going to create a greater engagement. I think it's a different way at looking at the game. I think another example is maybe, you know, Oscar Sundquist, uh, blues player, just signed a one-year contract to come back to St. Louis. People are super excited. Well, maybe someone's going to bet 20 bucks that he's going to score a goal in his first game back. You know, that's a different way of looking at the game more than just, oh, I wonder if the blues are going to win. So I think that that's what they mean is like drawing in more fans, getting in more people, which ultimately, you know, may mean more people buying game, you know, tickets to the game. That's more money for the Cardinals. So I think that that's what they're seeing. It's just kind of an engagement and an expansion or just a different way of looking at the game. Mm -hmm. Now, we're still a few months away from the next 
legislative session. And this, again, would be the third time that could be as charmless as the the first two. But there is another option, um, and it's not just a theoretical solution, right? Uh, here's St. Louis Cardinals President Bill DeWitt again, addressing the option of going to voters directly. I think that what we need to do is create a game plan where um, we, we work on an initiative petition process, uh, which is a ba- ba- ballot initiative in Missouri, that would be uh, ready for, for um, voters to vote on on this issue in the uh, in November election of 24. I think there'll be pretty decent turnout at that point, <laughs> given the politics of today. And uh, at that point, we might be, and I'm not saying this is a done deal, but we're sort of working on an approach to have that be on the ballot uh, end of 24, so that if we don't get it done in this upcoming session, we can at least have a point at which uh, we can put it to a vote of the people. So it sounds like sports teams, they're beyond tired of waiting for the legislator to act. Uh, Do we know if other Missouri teams beyond the Cardinals would throw their support behind a ballot measure? You know, that's a really good question. I reached out to other sports teams and the Cardinals were really the ones to to get back to me. I know uh, DeWitt III himself said, you know, he's he feels like the Cardinals have taken a leadership role in getting it through the legislature. Now, who knows what will happen with uh, a ballot initiative? But it seems like it's definitely a very, very possible plan B for them. If it doesn't get through the legislature, they're looking at an initiative petition, which I think is just a very, you know, definitely a showing of like, we're tired of this. We're mm-hmm. tired of the inaction and we're going to take it on ourselves. And, you know, if you had to place odds or make a bet on Missouri legalizing <laughs> sports betting this year, what would that be for you? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, considering, you know, what I talked to Hawks about, he's like, I'm bringing the same bill this year that I brought the last two years. And Hoskins is like, unless the casinos come and bring a, you know, bring a compromise, I don't see it going through. I'm going 2080. I really, uh, it doesn't look good. And, and IP might be the right route for the Cardinals at this point. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Kellogg is State House and Politics reporter for St. Louis Public Radio. You can read more of her reporting, which goes deep into Missouri's legislative logjam on sports betting on our website site at stlpr.org. Thanks so much for talking with us today, Sarah. You're welcome. It was a lot of fun. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. 
Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.